everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I am your other co-host, my name is Tenant Michael, and James, this is a very special episode for us because against all odds, it's number 150. My God, it's amazing! 150. It's did you our... ever think we'd make it this far, Michael? I, I had no. Oh, I like that little accent you did there. <laughs> um, I never expected, you know, uh, three years ago that we'd make it to uh, our sequicentennial episode. I thought that at least one of us would no longer uh, be be with us by that point. But here we are, still chugging and along. Are we kidding? That would be you, Mike. Now, didn't you okay. say you you you? Uh, an insurance broker told you you would not qualify for life insurance. Uh, you told me that a while ago because of your bad health. Yes. Apparently, they don't so, have a package for people like me. Yeah. So, it, it, kudos to you, Mike, that you've survived, uh, you know, a prog- about 150 weeks. Yes. I might not live to be uh, very old, but I've at least done 150 <clears throat> episodes of a, a very popular of real estate-based podcast. Yes. Yes. So, uh, listeners, thank you for supporting us all these 150 episodes, and I hope you're listening to this one. Here's what I recommend. Get a nice big piece of cake, uh, put on a party hat, have a little glass of punch, not too much, and uh, listen to this special episode uh, with a big smile on your face. I like that. I like the idea of encouraging encouraging um, the listeners to have a little bit of a private party for one at home while they listen or with their families do you think people listen to this like you know around and in the living room all sort of gathered around like uh like in the old days yeah with like uh people listening to radio plays i would discourage that because that would actually be harming our download stats so definitely you know make your kids download it separately right 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 i also are listening with your family i've heard a lot of couples uh, young couples, you know, good-looking, strong, <laughs> healthy couples, mm, listen to mm. the show together. Sort of, they dim the lights, they turn the fireplace on, and... Uh... Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard that, too. I, I was walking down the street once, and a couple approached me. Good-looking, strong, you know, buff guy, beautiful woman, and uh, they said, are you are you James from the Podmas? And I said, yeah. And they, they sort of pulled me aside and went... You're you are what we listen to to get the juices flowing. And they said they'll listen to a whole episode and they play a little game that they <laughs> can't finish until the end of the in the end of the episode. So Wow, that's stamina because yeah. a lot of our episodes are, you know, an hour and fifteen, an hour and thirty minutes sometimes. Yeah. Oh, interesting that to you that's a short amount of time, Mike. Okay. A little interesting perspective into Michael <laughs> Into Michael's love life. <laughs> Can I tell you, James, the number of times um, I am out in public, at least in the old in the old days, the pre- yeah, uh, pre COVID times. Yeah, um, Mike, BC before COVID. BC. <laughs> I like that. Um, can I tell you the number of times I used to be walking around or sitting on the park bench eating my sandwich, and uh, you know, a, a big family would show up and say, 
you know, the parents would say, run along, kids. And they'd say, Michael, mm. we conceived all our entire family to your podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, that's really weird. Yeah. It's interesting to imagine that, that so- sperm, its first words it heard would have been you and me. Yeah. Lucky. Lucky little fellas. On its, on yeah. its swim there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can sperms hear, Michael? Well, if they do, do we know this. We encourage them to to uh, rate and review us on uh, <laughs> Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and to uh, to subscribe. I wouldn't be, you know, the cell phones are getting so small these days. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a sperm cell phone <laughs> and little uh, sperm AirPods, right? Or you just they can listen to pods by putting them <laughs> just putting them in their ears. Oh boy. Uh, what yeah, a start! It's um, it might be clear to some listeners that we have a bit of uh, lockdown cabin fever because we're talking about yes. insane ideas that even Mister H. G. Wells would have uh, raised an eyebrow at. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, if you've been listening, you know we've been we've been quarantining, we've been locked down, we've been social distancing. Um, yes, I've been in the apartment, the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom, the balcony, and Mike has been social distancing in the bathroom. Yes. Jesus, Mike, how long have we been doing this for now? Ten weeks? Like, I don't even know. Three months? I don't know. Twelve or something? Yeah. My only companions for the past three months have been a sink, a bathtub, and a toilet. Hey, what about the possum that was under the sink? That dying possum? It passed away finally, yes. And I had to... Oh, I'm sorry to hear. I had to sort of dismember... It was... It smelled awful. I had to sort of... uh, Dismember it and dissolve it in some rubbing alcohol and some comet I had under the sink, and then I had to flush it down the toilet in segments. It was not very nice. That did didn't sound great. I remember you describing that. Yeah, you you looked under the sink and you didn't realize that there had just been this sort of barely alive possum that eyes wet. were open and you could see it breathing, but yeah. there was nothing going on. Mm, yeah, yeah, and and you had already been in there for a few weeks with it. All you know, I'd been in there in for a few out, weeks so. before I noticed the young man, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was it was first. Uh, was it a man? Was it male? It was a man. Yes, you could it see it's could possum it. penis. I guess I, I could see it's possum penis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. but yes, we're well. in two different rooms, and uh, lately things got a bit out of hand. I don't know. Uh, That's right. Uh, the weather situation. We have two different. Mm. I guess you'd call them microclimates in our. Uh, oh, in the apartment. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, last episode, um, it was a heat wave, and yeah. the the AC broke in most of the building, and it was so hot. I was losing my mind. If you listen to the last episode, you'll hear I I had fully lost my mind. You went psycho. I had I went psycho. I had face paint on. I was naked. Uh, I broke a lot of Michael's precious things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was losing it. And honestly, Mike, if you had come out of that bathroom, I was so hot and so delirious, I probably would have ripped your head off and, you know, pulled your s- uh, spine out, <laughs> like Goro style. You remind me of Mr. Um, Predator. Oh, yes. Miss Predator. Yeah. Anyway, um, lo and behold, um, the, the, the weather calmed down. It's not as humid. It's not as hot. It actually kind of became nice. I started opening the windows, got a cool breeze in, and it was actually perfectly temperate. Thank God. Um, But a funny thing did happen. Yeah. So the AC is still not working in the rest of Mike's apartment, and I think the rest of the building, but 
it seems to, the, the power of the AC that was supposed to cool down the entire building seems to now be focused and centralized entirely in the bathroom that you were, that you're in, Mike. Yes. Uh, and it's funny because, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, and sadly, James, it's, it's, it's true what you say. Um, and, you know, it's just Murphy's Law. Just, just when it seemed like the tables had turned and you were suffering and I finally had the upper hand and, and, and was, you know, experiencing some nice air conditioning, it went out of control. And once again, I'm the loser in the situation because the air conditioning is so intense in the bathroom that it has nearly killed me. Um, it's like, are you familiar with uh, the ice planet Hoth from the Star Wars movies? I am. Uh, or, or perhaps Superman's Fortress of Solitude. I am basically imprisoned uh, in an ice cell, and things got so bad that it has frozen, uh, the, the temperature is so low, it's a sub-zero hell. My face and my bones and all the liquids in my body have, have basically froze, frozen up, and the other night my face froze in a very eerie grin. Yes, I actually peeped in through the uh, the keyhole, and yeah. it was really creepy, Mike. It was all kind of blue in there, and Mike had this really big yeah. grin and just didn't blink or move for hours. But I wasn't happy. That's the weird thing. It was uh, just the I- irony. That's irony, I think. It's the literal definition of irony. Yes, I had my face had frozen that way, and I couldn't control it. And also, uh, my heart stopped for a, a bit in the night. Oh, man. And it got so cold that uh, now if you've got any young ones listening to the radio, you might want to send them away. But my private seemed to have been permanently damaged by, uh, from exposure and from frostbite. And uh, it looks like uh, they'll be uh, out of commission for uh, the next number of years. Well, I hate to break it to you, but I think they were probably out of commission uh, even if they were working fine. That's not true. You know, it's so funny because last episode, it was like you finally, finally something good happened to you. You had nice, cool air conditioning on a hot day, and I was going crazy with broken air conditioning. And isn't it funny... One episode later, it's, it's right back to Mike's life is hell. It's not funny. And mine's pretty good. It's not funny for me. It's Mike. amazing. It always goes back like clockwork. It's like a cosmic thing. Should we so, do a segment? Yeah. Let's do a segment. And um, since this is our 150th episode, we thought it'd be kind of fun to do a little segment. <laughs> About what it's like to have accomplished 150 podcast episodes. Yes, so we uh, put our noggins together and we are proud to present some hard-won knowledge and some hard-won skills in this new segment called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess Presents What We've Learned by Doing 150 Episodes of Our Show. Um, All right, folks, um, here's my first thing I've learned in doing 150 episodes of a podcast. The main takeaway, the number one thing I've learned. It's simple, but it's effective. Take Viagra before every pod. And if I tweeted that, imagine the clap emoji between each word. Take a Viagra before every pod, folks. It gives me energy, it gives me vitality, and it gives me an attitude that can't be ignored. And listeners, I know you can hear it. You can hear my voice, you can hear my energy, you can hear my vitality. I have an erection. Now, 
let me know. I, I, I'm going to say, I think this is probably a record. I don't think this, I don't know if anyone here works for Guinness Book of World Records, but I have a streak of 150 podcast episodes of being fully, quote unquote, at attention. I don't think there's any other podcast in the world that can boast that. And I thank you. Now, that is, I, if listeners could just see the look on my face right now, I'm frowning uh, very, very hard. Uh, because that's disgusting. I didn't need to hear that. TMI is the phrase that comes to mind. Um, but as a counterpoint, I would like to just say this, James. I, on the other hand, have done 150 episodes of this show. A thousand percent soft. There hasn't been a drop of blood in my uh, privates the entire time we've done this podcast. And I'm willing to, to swear that, to say that in court. Well, uh, why am I not surprised, Mike? You like why? How? Why am I? If you if you were a, an alien listening to a, one episode of this podcast and you said one guy has an erection during this and one guy is has the opposite of an erection, a hundred times out of a hundred times that alien is going to get that right. Because you, I'm sorry, Mike, you just read as a dude who isn't erect. Well, that's, that's your hit. That's fine. I'd that's we- what you're giving off. I'd, always, I'd wear that on a t-shirt. I I don't care. You'll wear that on a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm a guy who was never erect on the air. Imagine an alien coming to Earth just to check out the podcasting scene. Now that would be a (laughs) great idea for a movie or a a series of novels. Or a series of podcasts. (laughs) um, May I go now and tell you my uh, little gem of wisdom? You may. All right. So if you're doing a podcast, and I learned this the hard way, believe me, uh, diet is everything. Okay, James, you're, you're taking Viagra, but I'm talking here about food, the thing that gives us energy, right? For the first 100, ep- uh, 100 episodes we did, I was, I didn't, I don't know what I was doing, but I was always low energy, I was blurpy, I had a bad, uh, you know, a bad tum, because I realized that I, my pre-show meal was sabotaging me. My pre-show meal was, I would do this. I would pig out on a large Quattro Formaggio pizza. Now, that's four cheeses. Quattro Formaggi. And then I'd uh, also have a jumbo deep-fried pickle. And I'd wash it all down with a great big glass of buttermilk. I did this a hundred times in a row. And, you know, no wonder I was feeling dreadful all the time. I was slow. You know, my throat was full of phlegm. I had sweating. I had diarrhea. I had vomiting. I had headaches and dizziness. And my stomach was awful. I was forever rushing to the toilet. And I realized, hold on a second. Maybe it's the the junk I'm putting in my bod. And I totally uh, rethought my pre-show diet. And these days, before we record, I just have uh, a jazz apple and a glass of water. What the hell is wrong with you? You drink buttermilk? A a great big glass of ice-cold buttermilk. And what is a jazz apple? It's a variety of apple. It's, uh, you know how there's like a Granny Smith or a Royal Gala? This is a variety of apple. Sounds like the kind of apple uh, an artsy rural mom would buy. No. Jazz apples, honey. No, it's the kind of apples that some of the world's premier jazz artists eat. Michael Buble, <laughs> Wynton Marsalis. Um, oh. I believe before he died, Miles Davis would eat a jazz apple uh, just wow. before he hit the stage. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the cover? 
You know the his iconic album, uh, Kind of Blue? No. Well, if you look at the album cover, in the background you can see a, an apple. <laughs> a jazz apple. That's, wow. Yeah. Jazz apples. <laughs> that is something else. Jazz apples. Honey, I brought home some apples that are a little bit funky. <laughs> Ooh. Imagine if there was a different type of apple for every genre of music. A new metal apple. Uh, yeah. Maybe a ska that apple. Probably, a, a new metal apple would be black and, and you know, dripping with <laughs> slime. <laughs> Ew, yuck. Yeah, but the new metal guys would think it was cool. Jonathan Davis would be like, there's something about this apple. How about an EDM <laughs> apple? An EDM apple, yeah. you bite into it, it's just full of uh, computer circuits and all sorts of, uh, okay. you know, uh, electronics. <laughs> all right, Mike. <laughs> uh, well, here's my second uh, <laughs> second thing I've learned in 150 episodes of potting Yeah. Uh, on the Landlord-Tenant Pod Mess. Um, I learned that I'm the kind of guy who needs to be motivated by competition. You know, I can't just turn on the mic and be the great podcasting host that I am. I got to be motivated. Did you see The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary? He was similar. You know, he always needed yeah. some kind of edge, you know, some 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 competitive thing going yeah. on. He had to psych himself up because otherwise he's too good. It's He's very similar to me in that way. Where I just need some psychological edge, you know. So um, often, so what I've decided, what I've started doing before every podcast is I think to myself, I want this to be the biggest podcast in the world and I want to crush every other podcaster out there, you know? So I'll actually make a slideshow on my computer of images of other podcasters and I'll just scream at them. I won't, I won't yell any words. I won't, you know, it'll just be a guttural uh, animal-esque scream. I'll just scream at the, at the screen. And uh, so I'll, you know, I'll usually watch the same slideshow. Uh, you know, Mark Marin will pop up. Uh, PJ and Alex from Reply All, Robert Krolwich, Ira Glass, Dan Lebitard, Dan Carlin. They all pop up and I just scream into their faces. And I find that just just gets me amped and ready to, to try to crush them once we start recording the show. Uh, listeners, I can attest to this just before we recorded this episode. James, you were screaming. Uh, you were uh, screaming Mimi. Uh, screaming your head off mm. at, uh, I believe this time it was... Uh, the host of the New York Times The Daily podcast, Michael Babario. Mm. You were saying, you were screaming, uh, to quote you, fuck you, Babario! And yeah. you were, no, Mike, uh, I hate to correct you here, but isn't it Michael Babaro? Uh, it's basically the same. Oh, my. Can, hello, can we cancel Mike? Babario. It's not Babario. Babar. I, 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 the, Babar the elephant. Babar. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll yell at that little asshole. You know, our friend and regular guest Chris Locke has his own podcast now. Um, I may have to start yelling at him. Oh, don't. We're on the same network. I know we're on the same network and he's really a a regular guest, but hey, you know, I got to do what I got to do to be really good. All right. Michael Jordan didn't win six championships, spoiler alert, by going, oh, well, that podcast is on the same network as us. He had to. We wanted to crush everybody. Do you think that these days, instead of psyching, like uh, an athlete psyching himself up with listening to like you know intense music, do you think that mm-hmm. like a Michael Jordan today would before a game listen to a podcast to get all excited? Like maybe listen to <laughs> uh, Wind of Change 
or uh, maybe someone knows something to get all pumped before hitting the court. I could see maybe like baseball players or cricket players getting amped to the podcast. Sort of okay. more old-fashioned games. Yeah. You know? But some of the more high-octane octane sports, <laughs> no. Although some, that- although some podcasts are pretty high-octane. What's uh like the Indy 500 or something? If you're like a race car driver, imagine they're like in they're in the car going a zillion miles an hour, listening to like the new episode of like uh, stuff you should know. <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> stuff you should know. Well, here's my second thing. Uh, also about focusing my mind before I pod. Um, I like to get in the zone, just like you, James. And you know, I find I found that something that gives me an edge when I pod that focuses my mind and helps me concentrate is pain, physical pain. Uh, When I'm in agony, I can concentrate. So what I do is before we pod, I dislocate my pinky finger on purpose. I just go, and this way the pain uh, focuses my mind and distracts me from, you know, all the, all the garbage in the outside world, you know, honking horns, uh, you know, uh, crime, um, terrorism, and uh, I, I can have a nice pod, and after the pod is done, I pop it back into place. So I pod, and I pop. That's psychotic, Mike. No, because the results speak for themselves. What would, what would be yeah, psychotic? Yeah, they do. Well, here's what is psychotic. If you do a podcast, and then you, your mind is all scattered, and you don't know what you're talking about, and then the listener goes, uh, I think I won't listen to this. Hmm. Okay, then. Uh, Here's my uh, final thing I've learned for 150 episodes. Oh, I think I maybe have a quick impression of one of the Stuff You Should Know hosts. Okay. Josh. He goes, well, you know, I was talking to Yuki about this, Chuck, and uh, she actually found it very interesting. Is that good? I think it's very good. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Okay. Here's about the last thing I learned uh, doing a podcast for 150 episodes. <laughs> Don't get too close to the mic. Once again, if I could insert clapping emojis, I would have. Don't get too close to the mic. It just sounds weird. It's too loud. It pops. The peas pop and everything. Yeah. Uh, so as a lesson to teach myself to not get too close to the mic before every podcast episode, I actually will dip the mic in hot sauce so that if I get too close... What? The, 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 yeah, it'll make my eyes water and my mouth burn. Um, and uh, if you want a good hot sauce to use, I use two kinds. Um, there's one hot sauce, hot sauce I use, and it's it's a little bottle with a neon green label. And on the label is a cartoon donkey that has its eyes really wide open and sort of stars coming out of its head. Yeah. And that hot sauce is called um, – uh, the, the, the brand of hot sauce is called This Is Gonna Blow Up Your Ass. You've probably seen them at like novelty stores. There's like that funny, yeah, uh, funny hot, hot sauces. Sauce bottle there. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a there's another brand of hot sauce I use if if I can't find this is gonna blow up your ass. And that hot sauce uh, is a, is similar looking little bottle with kind of a neon uh, purple label. And that also has a ca- a cartoon donkey with its eyes really wide and you know a lot of sparks coming off of it. And that hot sauce is called painful anus. So if you can. <laughs> Dip your mic in this is going to blow up your ass or painful anus, and it'll really help you keep a little painful distance between anus. you and the hot mic. I find those labels a little bit disturbing because you, what you're seeing, even though it's a drawing of a donkey, what you're seeing is an animal 
in need, an animal suffering, and it, it does strike me as a bit of animal abuse, even though it's a cartoon drawing. Oh, here we go. Typical uh, liberal virtue signaling. I'm so worried about the donkey's ass. Give me a, give it a rest, Mike. That donkey would rip your face off if it had the chance. <laughs> I'm not it sure. would. Not sure it's an animal. That. But if it was hungry and you were lying tied up, well, it, would eat, it would eat your face. I think it would be concerned about the flame emerging from its anus, actually, instead of trying to, to eat my face. But uh, and it also makes me think, what would I, what would I do if I, in real life, was standing near a donkey in need like that? You know, do you, oh, God. Do you try and put out uh, the flame or do you Ugh. put the donkey out of its misery? That's you the put part- the donkey out of its misery and then you eat it. Well, that's the part of the the hot sauce label they don't show you. <laughs> All right. Wow. Oh, wow. We're already at the end of the segment. Um, here's my third and final um, little morsel that I've learned by doing 150 episodes, a morsel of knowledge. It's uh, that if you want to be successful in the podcast game, you got to think about your audience. Who is this content for, Right. It, you need to narrow it down. You can't. It can't be for everybody. Lord knows we know that. Um, so for me, I think about a very specific audience. I've narrowed it down to three specific listeners that I imagine, you know, downloading our stuff. And uh, those are the 13th century Italian philosopher and religious scholar uh, Thomas Aquinas, uh, JFK, the uh, sadly assassinated uh, president of. The United States of America, 1963. May he rest in peace. And number three, now don't laugh at me, but number three is Big Bird uh, from Sesame Street. You know, the great big fella, very yellow, covered in feathers. Yeah, I know who Big Bird is. Yeah. So that's three. Those are the three. Why do you imagine you're talking to Big Bird? Well, it's not just him. Thomas Aquinas, JFK, and Big Bird. And there is a connecting thread. Those are three um, historical Catholics that I, you know, look up to, <laughs> and uh, mean a lot to me. So, Big Bird was Catholic. Yeah, on every episode of Sesame Street he's on, uh, he says the Lord's Prayer, and he's always, you know, what? talking about his faith. Remember the episode where he made his first communion? Oh yeah, I guess I do remember that. I think I, I think I remember Big Bird and Snuffleupagus arguing about being a, a Protestant versus a Catholic. Yeah, Snuffy's a Protestant. So Snuffleupagus was more like, uh, you know, priests should be able to marry, and uh, yeah, you know, what what, what are they? It's Catholics like, oh, believe that the the, the wine communion and the bread. is real, right? Yeah, yeah. They believe it's really the body of Christ, and Protestants are like, no, it's symbolic. So they were, and, I think they were arguing about yeah yeah about that. And Big Bird once remember that was that um, a few years ago that debate where Big Bird debated Cookie Monster on when life begins, um, whether it <laughs> begins at conception or at birth, and it was very intense. Wow. And Cookie Monster, to wow. his credit, he was much more articulate than I expected because usually he can hardly you know string a sentence. Right. Together. He just sort of goes yeah. yeah. very okay. messy eater. Yeah. Not very. Articulate, yeah. Well, very interesting. <laughs> there, that's an intro for that? the books. 
that's an intro for the books. Um, I'm not going to say which books, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably a dirty porno book you'd see in a you know rest stop. But uh, yeah, that's a segment, what we've learned over 150 episodes. Bing. Now, Mike, usually at this point in the podcast, I say, we'll be back with our guest. Mm-hmm. But we have a fun, interesting little idea for the next part of the podcast that I think people will enjoy. It's a little different, night- but I think yeah. people are going to like it. It's an idea so crazy that it just might work. Oh, God. That was... Whoa. Woof. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just having uh, some fun. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's, let's take a break and regroup <laughs> and come back with a fun segment. And welcome back to episode 150 of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, a very special, hopefully unforgettable episode. Because it's our sequicentennial, we decided that we wanted to try something a little bit different this week, and we opened up our phone lines and our DMs and our hearts to, uh, to questions from Patreon subscribers and former guests. Anyone who had a burning question they wanted to ask us, well, we're about to answer them this week as we open our great big mailbag. Right, James? Yes, this is kind of fun. Um, It's a little daunting, I'll be honest. On on normal episodes, this is the part of the podcast where I kind of check out and stop paying attention and sort of let the guest kind of carry everything. Um, but we're doing it a little differently this week, and uh, I'm excited. This will be fun to to kind of dig into to some question and answers. You know, I'm leaving my inhibitions at the door, and I'm uh, mm. I'm pledging to be fully 100% transparent with the uh, with the questions and oh, the audience. Oh, you promise to be honest, really? Mm. Yeah. All right, I will too. Then okay, gonna, no matter what the question is, we're going to give a true, honest answer. Excellent. It's like truth or dare. Oh, <laughs> reminds me of the Madonna movie. Oh yeah, she. It was a full movie, Truth or Dare. It was a movie, um, black and white. I think it chronicled her oh, uh, blonde ambition tour, if I'm not mistaken. And okay. during the movie, uh, she was dating uh, Warren Beatty. Wow, I think he appears in it. Huh. That's. I mean, I know this was the '90s, and Warren Beatty wasn't so old at that time, but still pretty. He still old. feels a bit yeah. old and unhip to be dating 1990s Madonna. I recently watched the 19, I believe, 73 movie Shampoo uh, with Warren Beatty playing a Hollywood hairdresser and ladies' man, and I was reading about Warren Beatty, like just the sheer. I mean, he's famous for being a guy who had a zillion girlfriends and he had sex with every woman in Hollywood. Um, Reminds me of someone I know. Oh. <laughs> well, they do. Call, yeah. yeah. The Warren Beatty of Canadian uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Carry on. Oh, I was going to say, I, I can't imagine, you know, in the nineties, uh, women knowing that he's just had sex with everyone being like, Hey, mm. my, my turn now. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I don't know. I guess he was really good looking. I don't know. Yeah. The the You're So Vain song, people think it's at least partly about uh, Warren Beatty too, don't they? Really? Oh, okay. I believe that is a thing, yeah. Oh, I thought it was about uh, someone different, actually. I thought it was Who about- Who do you think uh, it was? Well, I thought it was about a different Hollywood A-lister. Oh. I thought it was about- I uh, you were going to say- I thought it was about Preston Manning. No, no, I thought Your So Vain was a sly dig at Bob Hope. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, noted egotist. Do you think he Bob Hope was he the Warren Beatty of his of his day? Do you think he had knows? so much sex? Well, we see these old guy movie stars, and we think, oh, they're gentlemen just because they talked like this and wore a hat. But they were probably total pigs too. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you know, if you have any information on whether Bob Hope was a total pig back in his heyday, <laughs> please, please tweet us at LT Podmess. But um, enough about Hollywood of yesteryear. Why don't we open mm. our great big uh, bulging audio mailbag. audio mailbag and see what the first question is? Yeah, let's, uh, let's rip it open and hear the first one. Hi, Mike and James. It's superfan Aaron Eves here. Uh, just wishing you a happy 150th episode. <laughs> you never forget 150 episodes. So enjoy this special day. Um, I have a two-part question. Part one is, what is the closest that either of you have ever come to winning a round of tic-tac-toe? Uh, part two is do you believe that human beings have a soul? And if so, where is it housed? And do you believe that there is a mechanism that releases it upon death? And if so, what do you believe that mechanism is? All right. Thanks very much. I'm looking forward to 150 more more episodes, even more. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Great to hear from uh, superfan Aaron Eves there. Yes, uh, I guess it's always good to hear from a super fan, Aaron. I'm going to be honest, I I do find him a little weird. Uh, I don't know if anyone's experienced that when you have like a, a super fan like Aaron and you're you're grateful, but you're also weirded out. He's a weird guy. No. Um, I, I do you find that, Mike? No, I think he's wonderful. He keeps me going and I think he's turning into, because he's just a young guy. He's turning into a wonderful young man. I think he's older than you think. Like, he's not, like, 17 or something. I'm no. pretty sure I think he and his wife just had a baby. I think he's... Congrats, by the way. Congrats, but I thought he was 21. No, no, I think he's quite a bit older than that, yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. great question, Aaron. Um, Yeah, Is so is there a contraption containing the soul? What, what's your opinion on that, Mike? Well, I am Catholic, so of course I do believe in a soul. But uh, do I believe there's a contraption... That releases the soul upon death, and then it, uh, presumably, if you've been good, ascends to heaven or goes uh, down to hell. Uh, I don't believe there's a contraption, but the sect of Catholicism I'm part of, I'm an Opus Dei Catholic, uh, we are taught to believe that the soul is housed in a bag. And that when you die, <laughs> the bag sort of makes its way out of uh, the flesh, out of the body, and physically drops out of uh of the body and then eventually the bag uh biodegrades and the soul evaporates up to heaven so it's not really mechanical wow, that's it's a, really it's complicated bag. yeah yeah uh what do so you what think? is it like a purse ma- a, well, so yeah. what, it's like a purse made of skin or yeah, it's a soul purse made of or... skin. yeah <laughs> exactly but i but don't i mean no one's ever seen a fleshy purse 
come out of a dead body before, have they? It's called faith, James. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you you wouldn't understand. A- yeah. Hmm, okay. You wouldn't understand. It's an Opus Day thing. Oh, that'd be a wonderful shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a fun shirt to make. It's All God's right. winking eye. Um, just a, a, like a sassy winking eye. It says Opus yeah. Day. Yes. Thang. That's fun. Um, well, you have your beliefs, Mike. I have mine. Uh, mine's a little more realistic, a little more based in science. Um, personally, I believe that every time you ejaculate, a part of your soul leaves your body with the jizz, for lack of a better word. Interesting. So at the end of your life, hopefully, there's not much soul left if you've been successful with women. That's why sex and sex lifestyle is a big part of my life it's kind of a spiritual thing for me i'm just getting the soul out of me and then hopefully when i die it's all gone so you your aim is to have no soul exactly interesting exactly huh well you know you don't want to have a soul when you're dead what are you gonna do i guess i guess you don't now that i think about it so why don't we move on to question numero two number two yeah let's hear it well, hello, everyone. Hello, guys. It is I, Brandon Ash Muhammad. I have a question. Who has the biggest dick? Congratulations on 150 episodes, you guys. I love you. Bye. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. This just got real. <laughs> Yeah, whoop. Yikes. Uh, tell us. Love it, Brandon. I love it when he, when Brandon is on, he brings the heat, and I love yeah. it. Wow. Not exactly a you know, Sunday morning question, if you know what I mean. This is a yeah. Saturday night question. Yeah. Not exactly NPR friendly. Uh, okay. Yeah. I love it. Brandon, I love it. Wow. Bigger dick. Woof. Right to it. I mean, to be fair, you know. It, it seems like kind of a simple, dumb question, but this is probably what listeners have been wondering. That's probably the one burning question if they could look behind the curtain, you know? What? You think the listeners want to That's look? probably the number one question they want to know. What is this curtain? Like some sort of grand theater where they peep behind the curtain and see our... People want to know behind you know the what? curtain. Okay. I actually, I got a message from a listener who said that they, they, he told me he loves the peek behind the curtain. I can't remember what it was about. Interesting. But. People love that, Mike. They want to know the inner details. Right. They want to know about our dicks. Well, so you want to answer? Well, I, I'm, here's my answer. Uh, uh, none, none of your darn business. And uh, a oh. podcast. Wait, let me finish. A podcaster never reveals the size of his uh, his penis. And I hate to use that word. <laughs> Look, guys. I mean. I'm pretty sure if you've listened to this podcast for more than one second, you know the answer to this. You can make your own assumptions about Mike, and if and if you want to know mine, you don't have to make an assumption. You can just subscribe to my OnlyFans, and you'll get a pretty good idea. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think we all know the answer to that. Check my OnlyFans if you want a more concrete answer, uh, but yeah. Dude, that's, I mean, I don't know what you're insinuating there. But uh, I don't like have it. Have you ever heard the term "big and, dick uh, energy," Mike? Have you Have you ever heard yeah, that expression, "big dick energy"? You yeah. What is it? Twenty eighteen. You yeah. don't have it, mate. You do not have big dick energy, mate. What What is I'm this? I'm saying this in Australian voice because I don't know how else to get it across to you. Why are you doing Australian? I don't like it. That's not because what we built this podcast. How, on. I don't know how else to communicate this idea with you. Anyway, that 
question. Uh, not for me. Brandon, I loved it. We want more. All right. Uh, question number three. Moving right along. Hey guys, Jackie here. My question for you is, have the two of you ever been out for supper together? And if so, how was it? Where did you go? And what did each of you order? Did anything eventful happen? And would you go again? Thanks. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you, Jackie, for the question. Hope you're doing well. And that was Jackie Pirico. She didn't say her last name. I love the casual vibe there. Hey, it's Jack A. Reminds me of Jack A from 227. Didn't oh, I don't know that show. Or Cher. Just people who don't need a last name. Yeah, sure. Madonna. Madonna. Cher. Um, Bono. Ronaldo, the soccer player. There's a few soccer players. Yeah, Jackie Pirico reminds me of Ronaldo, the soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's a wonderful question, and I can answer it. Uh, I'm sure you remember. Yes, James and I have, unfortunately shared a supper together. Uh, it was a few years ago. Mm. We went to a Mary Brown's Fried Chicken restaurant. Um, we both ordered mm-hmm. the same thing, a quarter chicken dinner. Yeah. And uh, it was good, but uh, I remember what happened and what we said because I was putting some pepper on my chicken supper and my French fries. And, uh, you know, as pe- pepper famously, what does it do? It makes you sneeze. So there's a, c- yeah. sort of, there's a cloud of pepper in the air. And I sneezed, and by accident, you know, I didn't do it on purpose, I sneezed on James's chicken. Uh, And do you remember what happened uh, after that, how you reacted? I do. I do. Yeah, it was so funny. You you, you say it. You say what happened. Well, I sneezed on your chicken, and you you pulled your gun on me. I did. I did. I pulled a gun on Mike at the Mary Brown's Chicken. And because I sneezed on your food. Because you sneezed. Hey, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to come on here and go, oh, you know, I did a bad thing. I'm not going to do that. I will say that was at a weird time in my life. I was on a lot of amphetamines and working out a lot. And I was on a lot of Viagra. And, uh, you know, I did it. I did a bit of a wild thing. But hey, let he who has not done a wild thing throw the first stone. Right. And I will say, Mike, that was early on in our podcasting relationship. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say we get along well now, but we really weren't getting along well then. I agree at least with you there because you haven't pulled a gun on me since. And I, I do appreciate exactly. that. So, I really do. In a weird way, you know, if you start a relationship by doing something like pulling a gun on someone, yeah, it kind of makes it, you know, you can kind of only get better from there. So it kind of like yeah. allows you to kind of do the bare minimum and then you seem like a good guy because you're not doing something crazy anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great question, Jackie. Yeah. Okay, our next question uh, comes from also another former guest. Hi, James and Michael. Congratulations on your 150th episode. Here's my question for you. It's a beautiful day in downtown Toronto, and even though both of you are still social distancing, you decide to go for a walk around the block together. Well, unfortunately... A police officer in town has had a bad day and he decides to shoot you both dead knowing he won't really face any repercussions for it. Well, as you're both bleeding out on the sidewalk looking into each other's eyes knowing it's the last thing you'll ever see, what do you say? Oh, wow. Very Great question, grim. Tim. Yeah. Great question, Tim. Great assessment of the police there. Yeah. Um, no, no cops are allowed to listen voice. to this show, by the way. 
What's that? No cops are allowed to listen to this show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. What do you think? Well, last words. Last words as we're dying on the ground. I mean, he paints such a, a vivid yet disturbing picture, but I know what my last words would be. As I lay on the ground next to you and you're bleeding to death and I'm bleeding to death and I, I stare into your mm-hmm. eyes as, as the life sort of leaks out of your body, I would look at you and I'd say, we were a hell of a team. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, God. I'd call you Jimmy, even oh, though God. I never call you Jimmy uh, usually, but uh, I would in that moment. You'd look at me in the eyes and say, we were a hell of a team, a Jimmy. Yes. Oh, my God. I what hope would you this say? doesn't happen. First of all, I wouldn't, if I was lying there dying, I wouldn't be looking in your eyes. I'd probably be looking at my phone, trying to, <laughs> you know, uh, look at a hot girl on Instagram or something, get one last uh, positive viewing. Um, and to be honest, you know, I already know what my last words would be. Um, my last words, uh, are going to be, uh, wealth simple is like investing on autopilot. What? And I'll tell you why. I actually signed a deal, it's uh, an endorsement deal with, no, it's not demented. I signed an endorsement deal with wealth simple, uh, a few years ago and, uh, they gave me a bunch of money and in return, that's going to be my last words. Wealth simple is like investing on autopilot. And then, you know, it'll be on my tombstone and like in, uh, uh what do you call them? Obituaries. Um, so it's actually, it's kind of, I mean, hey, it's, it's not a bad business deal. Um, if anyone's interested, you, you contact one of these big dot-com startup companies and you, know, you, you, you sell your last words. Wow. I mean, I, it's, it's kind of a cool last thing to say, I think. I guess so. I guess it could. It takes the pressure off. I guess the image of a, a man lying, dying on the sidewalk covered in, in blood uh advertising for a investment company that could you know get them a few new uh clients yeah well you know i mean it also takes a lot of pressure like you know if you if you think you got a couple of minutes left the pressure of coming up with a last line oh my god right. i mean not everybody's going to do an oscar wilde over here either this wallpaper goes or i do and then he dies and everyone's like ha ha yeah, his sad family and friends are like, like "Oh no, oh oh oh!" Did he Oscar, just say, you've done it again. Oh, I'm I'm so I I'm smiling now that he's dead because of that wallpaper <laughs> joke. Oh yeah, I mean, so for me, it's just it's it's. Hey, I don't have to think about it now. I know what I'm gonna say is already pretty cool, and uh, it's kind of you know. And I made some bank, made some bank. Yeah, well. <clears throat> good on you i i suppose anyway good on me. um all right let's uh move right along to our next question hey guys congrats on making it to 150 episodes this is longtime listener and podcast super fan duncan i know and i have a question for james most people i speak to about the podcast see james as an aspirational figure somebody who is wildly successful with women wildly successful in business and a true alpha male Michael, on the other hand, makes most listeners uncomfortable because they see parts of themselves that they don't necessarily like in him. That said, I would love to know what elements of Michael's personality and being James finds aspirational and what we can learn from somebody like Mike. Thanks. Looking forward to the next 150. Bye. Well, how about that? Duncan is uh, uh, a 
big Twitter supporter, and uh, he he's uh, one of our Patreon and, fans, so and we has love a, a beautiful voice as well. He is a great. It was nice to hear his voice, and uh, thank you so much, Duncan. I don't know for helping us on Patreon, and for the great the fun question. I like that question, huh? I mean, I do take umbrage with the way he described me uh he seemed to be very complimentary while referring to you and made me sound like a sort of uh awful um sad man and i don't mm-hmm. see myself as that when i look in the mirror i don't see an awful sad man i see a, a smiling person but uh anyway <laughs> what's what's your well answer i hate to break it to you but he you know this he's a self-proclaimed super fan Okay. And he's probably listened to every episode, and that's the vibe he's getting. So, you know. Well, people can be wrong. There. People can be wrong about vibes. People are not wrong, Michael. Okay. People cannot be wrong, actually. Nice try. <laughs> um, yeah, what am I most impressed about by, by Michael? Boy, this is a tough one. I mean, it's definitely not anything to do with your personality, I would say. Maybe uh, the way I look? No, big no on that one. My fragrance, my famous smell. I don't. You, I, I. If you have ever used cologne, that is a that would be news to me. So definitely not. My wit. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy, this is really tough. I my mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not cooking. It's not looks. Not musical hmm? talent. Uh, mm, I kind of like some of the interstitials uh, you make. I guess that could be a thing. Actually, you know what? I think I know what I'm most impressed by with you oh goody it's it's kind of a simple thing i guess i i think i'm most impressed just that you wake up every morning that you literally are lying there in bed with with you know no offense not much to i'm just gonna be honest not much to live for and you open your eyes and you get up every day and you push that boulder up the hill every day and it comes down every night and you do it all again i mean to me if i was you i don't know if i just go through that struggle but you do it and i guess on some level i guess i admire that uh well thank you i guess i mean it seems like the bare minimum um it it reminds me uh i mean i don't know yeah that's the the main thing that comes to mind for me great i thought you were gonna say something like the those ginger snaps i bake every now and then or uh you like, uh, you know, my, the factoids. I always, uh, I'm always spouting factoids about history. Anyway, uh, thank you for being, for admiring my, uh, refusal to, uh, to, uh, kill myself. Well, look, we, we made a pact. We're going to be honest, right? We I mean, did. We did. And I actually, I respect so you're sticking to it. Thank you. Cause in a way I should probably be praised in a way that I'm like, Hey, I'm being honest. Here. I ought to praise you like I should. Ding, ding, I wonder ding, if Fat Boy Slim's music has aged well. Is that still selling on iTunes or getting, <laughs> you know, played on Spotify? I'm not so sure. Fat Boy Slim. I think he. That uh, Praise You song was like, that wasn't really good, was it? It was just a funny video. Was that the one with. Like, does anyone Morgan? listen to Praise You? Is that the one with Christopher Walken, or am I thinking of something No, else? that was uh, Weapon of Choice or something. Oh, okay. uh, Praise You was, uh, I think Spike Jones uh, was kind of like doing a, 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 a wacky video where he and a bunch of people uh, did a dance in front of a theater, and it was kind of like a oh, Tom Green-esque kind of right. thing. Yeah. But it got played on Much Music a lot, but 
I'm not sure it's because it's a good song. Do you think Fat Boy Slim in his mansion over the mantel, like, or the what's the thing over the fireplace? The mantel piece? Mantle. Yeah. Do you this, think he- clearly someone who's never had a mantle <laughs> just asked that question. Do you, do you think Fat Boy Slim has his uh, much music video awards? Uh, <laughs> they take pride of place. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah, hey, those those much music video awards are a big deal. They shut down a, a block of Queen Street. Not this year because of uh, Mr. COVID, you know? Yeah, Mr. COVID, he's a Grinch. <laughs> uh, um, fun. Um, so next, should we move on to the next cue? Thank you, Duncan, I don't know. And thank you as one of our prime listeners our, uh, mm-hmm. on, uh, on Patreon there. Yes. I'm very grateful. So this one, this next question I hear... We don't have audio of it, do we? It's a written question, and it's from another uh, all-star Prime listener who is one of our Patreon listeners. Hey, now, uh, you're an all-star. Yes! Uh, and uh, it's uh, Sean Carter, and uh, we love Sean. Now, Very wonderful Patreon uh, Listeners might be... And friend, period. So, it's just to clear one thing up, and we've done this before, but this is not the Sean Carter that people might know from the music world um from being a record producer uh from uh running Rockefeller Records Jay-Z this is a different Sean Carter well as far as we know i mean yeah. here's here's my situation um when i grew up in orangeville i had a very good friend whose name was Sean Carter. And we got up to all sorts of wild things in or in Orangeville. And, uh, now he's, um, he's living in Toronto and, uh, um, doing his thing <laughs> and a very successful, happy guy. And so to my understanding, the Sean Carter on our Patreon is that gentleman. He's right. a great guy and not Jay Z. But do I know that for sure? No, there's no way to tell. So I think it might be the Sean Carter I know personally, but it might be Sean Carter Jay-Z. Right. Okay. Which would be cool. It would be very cool because I don't think that Jay-Z himself uh, supports many podcast Patreons. I wonder. Yeah. And, and if he isn't, he should be. Yeah. Guy is worth a billion dollars or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our good friend Sean asks us, quote, would the world collapse on its, sorry, would the world collapse in on itself if James and Joe Rogan were in the same room? Interesting I question. I love that cue. And uh, clearly he's a big Rogan head like me. And uh, Sean, you know, I love the question. We love you. Um, and I hate to burst your bubble here, but uh, I actually have been in the same room with Joe Rogan and the world did not collapse. So I know <laughs> the answer to that is a no. Uh, um, I, this is news hmm. to me. Where, where did you... Uh... Meet Joe Rogan. You've never told me. Well, about this. yeah, no, it was kind of an, an interesting chance meeting. Um, okay, I uh, I was uh, I was actually picking up a crate of meat from Elk Costco, which is uh, it's like a Costco, what? but they just sell elk meat. Okay, mm-hmm. and I was getting like I I've been only eating elk for a while now, and uh, yeah, I was picking up a couple big crates of elk meat and uh, about to load them into my SUV, and I felt a little tap on my shoulder. Oh God! I turn around, and I see this big round head, and I and I and it was Rogan, and he he gave me a little wink and a nod as if to say yeah, bro, uh, because he was picking up a couple crates of elk uh, elk meat as well, 
Wow. And uh, yeah, he had a crossbow on his arm and everything. And uh, we we just kind of connected there. It was like, hey, we're both elk meat fans. And I feel like maybe he knew I was a big potter. And uh, he's a big potter, too. So it was kind of a cool moment. Wow. He recognized yeah, you. Yeah, I never told you because it was like, it was private to me. It was like kind of a special moment for me that I didn't want right. to you know, necessarily use for you know content. I'm but, surprised yeah. that th- it didn't work the other way where you tapped him on the shoulder and said like, oh, I'm a big fan, uh, that he <laughs> recognized you, sort of. Well, first of all, I would never do that to anyone. Um, and second of all, Rogan wouldn't respect that. Right. Rogan wants balls to the wall, alpha male, you know. <laughs> so he, like, Rogan wouldn't, he, you know, this was like, this was like Rogan kind of going, hey, there's a battle between who's the more alpha of the two of us, and he's kind of going, you got it, James, you got it. Yeah, that's you. All right. Well, we've had some amazing questions and some startling answers so far in this uh, question and answer uh, 150th episode. That's right. And uh, why don't we take a quick break, get a breather, you know, maybe sniff some smelling salts, get the energy flowing and uh, come come back with uh, the rest of the questions. In honor of our 150th episode, we here at the Landlord and Tenant Podmess would like to salute these other 150-year-olds. The Coliseum in Rome. Larry King. Joe Biden. Dame Edna. Rocks. Kim Cattrall. And Jonathan the Giant Tortoise. The oldest living terrestrial animal in the world. 150-year-olds, we salute you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Michael and I here on our 150th episode spectacular answering lots of questions. And I think it's been pretty fun so far. Huh, Mike? I love interacting with listeners, with people who adore us. That is the part of doing a podcast mm. that makes it all worthwhile because so much of the admin is, uh, is you know, just pure drudgery. And this is just fully fun. And I've been smiling nonstop. It's 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 almost like being uh, Led Zeppelin and you're going backstage and you're uh, in this room filled with groupies and hangers on. I yeah. mean, I've been feeling a little bit like that. I mean, you know, I'm Robert Plant and I got my tight pants on and, and uh, I'm Jimmy Page. See my bulge. Oh, <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, maybe. Although maybe in, you'd be like the janitor in there, you know, cleaning up. Well, no. But may I just say something? Just point out something here in case listeners are, you know, just heard you mention Led Zeppelin and groupies and they... They feel uncomfortable. Uh, for the purposes of this metaphor or this comparison, all of the groupies are above age. Unlike in reality oh. with Led Zeppelin and their groupies. Well, obviously, Mike. I mean, geez, man. You always ruin these fun, uh, like fun ideas. You always ruin it. Anyway. Well, should we go back to the questions or... Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm just raring to get back into the our big digital mail bag. <laughs> Man, yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's check out uh, the next question. Hey, fellas, Ebony Rosen here, a longtime listener, sometimes guest. Uh, my question for you guys on your big one fifty is: What the hell happened to Nadia? You know, it seemed like she was just, she was a fun personality, really bringing something extra to the podcast, an international flavor. And um, 
Seems like she's a real fan favorite, and you guys just ooh, cut her right out. Yeah, where, where, where is she? Where are the fun voicemails to James? You know, if I was Nadia, you know, I'd be asking myself like, why, uh, why you fuckers not have me no more on podcast? And, you know, and I can't do the accent like like she can because she's so good at it because it's real because <laughs> she's from there. Um, but uh, yeah, it just seems a real shame. Uh, so I, I'm just curious if you guys could speak to that, please. Ah, great to hear from Ebony. Oh, well, geez, that is a that is actually a great point. We have not yeah. uh, been keeping up with Nadia at all in a long time. Hey, yeah, there was a period where she was a, a, a major part of the show and uh, she's yeah. just kind of fallen off the edge of the earth lately. Um, was you- the, yeah, was the last thing we did with Nadia. Uh, when she came back and, and performed her song, The Sex Olympics? I think it may have been. The Sex Olympics. What a great song. What a great memory. Yeah, we should replay that uh, soon for, for the fans, because that was a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I haven't been in touch with Nadia for a while. Great question, though. Last I heard, um, I know she was in California for a while. Um, she was dating that guy, Dan Blazarian, you know, the Instagram guy. Really? She was part of his yeah. his whole scene? Well, she actually got him under enough of her trance that he sort of ditched all his other girlfriends. It was pretty much just seeing Nadia for a while. Wow, because that's a but lot of it girls. Ended bad. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got like a hundred girlfriends, but uh, yeah, it ended badly oh. uh, because I think apparently she crashed one of his ATVs into another one of his ATVs, and he got pissed. Nadia, you don't crash that guy's ATVs. No, you you really don't. Yeah. I mean. You really just don't. So um, I know that that fell through. And then last I heard after that, uh, Nadia was in Chechnya. Oh. And I heard she, yeah, but I heard she might be in uh, a prison there for posting a Pet Shop Boys song to Chechnyan Facebook. Oh, no. And that's the last I've heard. I mean, I hope maybe we will hear from Nadia soon. That would be fun to get an update. But yeah, last I heard something about her maybe being in prison in Chechnya. Yeah. a copyright issue regarding a Pet Shop Boys song. Um, also, I know they're very backwards in terms of uh, adi- social attitudes in Chechnya, so I can see how, uh, yeah, a Pet Shop Boys song could uh, land one mm-hmm. in the slammer. In the clink. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know uh, what? I, I would like to reach back out to Nadia yeah. soon, maybe catch up. You know, that's kind of like in High Fidelity when he goes to oh. all his exes and goes, what went wrong? You know, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. So maybe we'll talk to Nadia soon. So uh, can I just ask, it just struck me that if, if Nadia is in prison, mm. uh, who's mm-hmm. taking care of uh, Pavel? Who? Um, surely you remember Pavel. I mean, he's only your son. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh shit! How old is he now? Oh, like wow, I 10? gotta call. I really have to call him. Fuck, I don't know. I whoa, I really have to call call him. Right. Whoa, that really slipped my mind. Yeah. Holy shit! You know, it's like the days kind of blend together, and you just kind of like live your life, and you totally fucking forget you have a son. Oh my god! Holy shit, Pavel! If you are wow. in danger, thank you for that. Actually, well, you're welcome. Uh, but. Uh... This is a message for Pavel, James's son. If you are listening, if you are in danger, if you're lonely, if you're scared, please reach out to us, me specifically, because it looks like your daddy's out in, uh, out to lunch. Uh, please tweet us at LTPodMess. And uh, James, you are not getting the uh, Daddy of the Year Award uh, for 2020, let's just say. 
And if any editing whiz people are out there, please cut out that little clip Mike just said and send it to the police because it sounded perverted. <laughs> hey, little boy, please reach out to me, not your daddy. What I, the hell? Man? I have no, I have zero designs on your son, actually. In fact, I tend to like uh, women in, uh, in their uh, golden years, not uh, boys uh, prepubescent. So in your face, actually. <clears throat> Uh, you really showed me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great question, Ebony, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from Nadia and Pavel soon, because, yes. fuck, I really, really totally dropped that ball. Terrible father. Um, let's move on to our next question. Yes, hello. My question is for James. Why are you such a stupid bitch? Oh! <laughs> God damn it. Nice one, Tim. I would... I was wondering if we were going to get pranked, and we just got pranked. That's, uh, oh, I hate getting pranked. I, listeners, I wish you Damn could it. see me. I'm smiling. I'm rubbing my hands together in a gleeful uh, fashion. And uh, if I weren't stuck to the toilet, I'd be up dancing with joy because it's so fun to see James uh, get the smackdown. It wasn't. Oh, God damn it. I hate. If, you know what? That's not a fair fight getting prank called like that, okay? Because I can't respond. You know, I could, I could, you know, spar back. But uh, damn, he got me. I, gu- I guess he got me. I give it. All right, I'll give it to him. He got me. That sucks. Damn. Well, that, that's making my day, and I finally have the upper hand for once, and I love it. I love that he pranked you so, so nicely. Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, our next question comes from. A Yankee listener, uh, of course, a, a listener from America, from Rochester, I believe. Uh, let's hear it. He's, and he's a member of our he's a member of our Patreon uh, site. <laughs> <laughs> he gives to our Patreon. Yes. Hey, Michael and James, it's John in Rochester, New York. Uh, I want to know what you think of the theory that Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's father. Uh, I kind of feel like you're the only people I can trust anymore. Uh, congrats on 150 episodes. Huh. Great cue. This, has, uh, this is a conspiracy theory that has been sort of bandied around on the internet for the last number of years. Uh, you know, mm. is Fidel Trudeau's father, you know? You got to figure mm-hmm. Pierre and Castro were friends in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaret must have been around. Um, you know, she mm-hmm. she liked to she liked to get down, shall we say. So uh, it is an open question. Uh, uh, where do I stand on it, though? I actually have an interesting idea about uh, Justin's father. I believe it is Fidel Castro. Uh, but I also think. It's Raul Castro. And let me explain what I mean by that. I believe that the Castro brothers got together and they mixed, they like sort of mixed a batch uh, of both of their semen together. Uh, and that was used to conceive uh, the baby that became Justin Trudeau. Now, I don't know if they were in the same room when they, you know, uh, ejaculated, but they definitely mix it together as far as I'm concerned. And I do have. Um, I could point everyone in the direction of some websites that back this up. Why would you come up with this theory? Well, why don't you just say yeah? Just, why would, that's such a gross theory to come up with? Because Justin looks both like Fidel Castro and Raul Castro. So 
I believe it's that is only literally only a crazy a crazy person would come up with this gross incestuous theory. Hey, I didn't do it. I'm just saying the the Castro brothers did this. All right, all right. What's your opinion? Well, it's a I guess that's as good a theory as any. Great question. Well, I don't know. I think yeah. I mean, he he has the same exact same policies as Fidel. So as far as I'm concerned, like father, like son. Uh, I mean, Trudeau, Canada is basically Cuba at this point. We don't see Trudeau, though. We don't see Justin Trudeau uh, smoking one of those great big Cuban cigars, though, very often, do we? Mm. If he does, he does it behind closed doors we don't, we don't, where mm. no cameras can, can capture it. Mm-hmm. Justin also doesn't seem to be big on hats. Nope. He likes like, I don't think I've ever seen him in a hat. Mop. Yeah, no Maybe. hats. Um, His hair's too nice. That might be a thing. He has beautiful hair. Maybe that's why Fidel passed away. Maybe he died of a broken heart because Justin, he he kept sending him hats for his birthday every year, and Justin refused <laughs> to wear it, and then Fidel just, his, his poor ticker couldn't take it. Wow. You know, it's possible. Because have you ever seen Fidel without his hat? Never. Nope. Do you think Fidel was bald? Because that's often a move that, oh. and hey, no, no, I'm no, not shaming him, because it, it's fair enough, but right. often guys who are bald will wear a hat a lot. Be interesting if Fidel had like a Peter Mansbridge style horseshoe thing going on. <laughs> it would be nice to to dig up his body and, and get a, a nice look at his head. You know what? That might be a good GoFundMe idea. Well, let's put our heads together and and, and build it. Yeah, very good. Okay, cool. Well, great question, uh, John uh, from uh, Rochester, and uh, thank you so much for being on our Patreon. Thank you, John. Shall we move to the next queue, Michael? Yes, we should. Batter up. Yes, hello. My question is for Michael. Why are you such a stupid bitch? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Jim. Oh, my God. He got you big time. Tim, <sighs> my hat is doffed to you. Mike, you suck. <sighs> I, oh, I feel so betrayed. I feel tricked. I feel very low. You should. I feel depressed. You should. I feel furious at Tim for uh, pulling the same joke he pulled on you on me. God damn it. I'm sorry that I laughed when Tim did it to you. Now I understand how bad it feels. Well, you know, at first I'm not, I have to be honest, I'm not sure I was getting Tim's vibe, but now I think I do. And that guy is really funny. And Tim, anytime you want to do something like that on the pod... Mm. Send me a text because no. I loved it. Uh, Tim, as far as I'm concerned, you're banned from ever participating in this podcast ever again. Well, I unban him. If you ban him, I'll unban him right after. So there's no point. All right. Let's uh, move right along here. Let's not dwell on that. Um, let's listen to our next message. Hi, Michael and James. It's Bryn Potty here. My question is, if you could cast yourselves as the leads in any CBC production past or present, which one would it be and why? Huh. Interesting. Uh, nice to hear from Bryn again. He's always a, a fun guest. <sighs> yes. Wow. What are you thinking about this? Uh, if you could rep- make you star in a CBC TV show, uh, what would it be? Yeah, I was thinking about this. You know, I I think if I could star in any CBC TV show, I would have to choose the show The Gigolo of Charlottetown. 
Oh, now, really? The Gigolo of Charlottetown is actually a little known. Yeah. It's a little-known 1970s gritty CBC drama about a hot guy turning tricks in the Maritimes with a hot bod, but a heart of gold. And uh, you might remember in Gigolo of Charlottetown, the, the lead actor, he had this great catchphrase <laughs> where, he, where uh, you know, he'd be in a potato field, their right. PEI, and then he'd, he'd uh, point kind of to himself and go, these potatoes aren't free. Oh, so God. kind of, right. yeah. So you know, because in in PEI you could just pull the potatoes out of the ground, you know. Right. But he'd point at his own potatoes and go, "These <laughs> ones aren't free." And right. uh, it was it was kind of a precursor to a lot of gritty, like a lot of gritty American movies. Really ripped the show off. A lot of people don't remember it. I can uh, see that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now that show rings mm-hmm. a bell. Yeah, uh, it does ring a bell. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, me? Mm. Um, <laughs> funny you should ask. Uh, I guess if I could star in any <laughs> CBC TV program in the lead role, I would have to go for... Actually, it's also a uh, an Atlantic Provinces TV show. I would reboot Republic of Doyle, and instead of the audience seeing Alan Harko portraying the character Jake Doyle, it would be me! Because I think Canada is ready to see... Uh, the character Jake Doyle, portrayed by a man with some Slavic blood. I think that would really shake the the series up and uh, see the ratings go through the roof. Hmm. No offense, Mike, but you don't exactly have a Alan Hocko vibe. I'm just well, I'm just going to be honest here. Is that because I'm part Slavic? That probably explains. No, it, it. has nothing to do with you being Slavic. It's mm. have you? I mean, have you seen Alan Hocko with his shirt off, dude? Well, yeah. Yeah. Hey, enough said. Give me six weeks in the gym, and I can. I'll, uh, my uh, upper body will look ten times uh, nicer than Alan Hawko's, and that's a that's a promise. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Next cue, Michael James. It's Andrew Johnston. You are two of my favorite joy boys. I'm wishing you so many congratulations on 150 episodes. Of the landlord and tenant Podmas, I look forward to another 150. And can I just say something on behalf of everyone listening right now to the both of you? Get a room already. <laughs> well, Andrew, saucy, sassy, I love it. But just to um, to nip this in the bud, we can't get a room right now because uh, news uh, flash: we're still socially distanced right now because of the COVID, Mister COVID. That's right. And even if we weren't socially distancing, we still couldn't get a room because you're frozen to the toilet. Yes, frozen solid. Unless, James, you wanted to, uh, you know, uh, break down the door and, and come stand in the, sa- in the bathroom with me because I can't get up. Yeah, and I won't be doing that. Yeah, yeah I won't be doing that. So. But um, thank you, Andrew. We yeah. hope you're doing well. Thank you, Andrew. In, uh, in Brockville. In Brockville. Brockville. Yeah. yeah, remember that REM song? Don't go. Oh, no, it's Rockville. Don't go back to Rockville. Waste another year. I wonder if REM ever played Brockville. Because I know they once played mm-hmm. uh, Young Street here in Toronto, and they shut down Young Street, and it was a quite a, a spectacle. Yeah. I feel like when big bands would tour this part of the world, they would often stop in Toronto, but perhaps less so in Brockville. New York City. Philadelphia. Um, uh... Toronto, Montreal, and Brockville. The East Coast (laughs) Tour. (laughs) 
just, uh, I just made that up off the top of my head. No, that was good. Good character work. Good improv. Thanks. Um, shall we move along to our, um, I believe this is our last question. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Last question. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel ready to take on anything at this point. I feel great. I think this was a fun idea yeah. of a of an episode. I think we should do it again. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's hear the last question then. Hey guys, Father Darren here. Uh, if you had to have a line from a bare naked lady song on your tombstone, uh, which one would you pick? Also, Michael, uh, how do you think the late Ruth would have reacted to the coronavirus? Would she have respected social distancing and quarantine measures, or would she have been a COVID truther? Thanks, fellas, and peace be with you. Father Darren, God bless you, Father Darren, an old one of the one of the probably the coolest priest boy going. Honestly, yes, I doubt there's a much cooler priest. Father Darren was in a couple of great episodes. If you want to go back and listen, he uh, was Michael's priest. Yeah. Uh, but he recently moved to Winnipeg. He makes most Catholic priests just look like complete sh- shit. Yeah, you're dead right on that. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's a cool. He's a really cool priest. Like him and I. Like he bummed a cigarette off me when he did our podcast, yeah. and him and I talk about gaming. He has a swear tattoo, which most priests mm-hmm. don't have. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But uh to answer uh the the two parts of the question, hmm, what BNL song would I have on my tombstone? Uh now this is a hard question personally to answer because I love so many Bare Naked Ladies songs. Um but mm-hmm. I got to say if I could only choose one uh lyric or song title, I would put this uh stretch of lyrics I'd put on my tombstone. Uh, I've got a blue and red Adidas bag and a humongous binder. I'm trying my best not to look like a minor niner. And now, of course, BNL fans will recognize those lyrics from their song, This Is Me in Grade 9, from the debut album, Gordon. Uh, and I chose that because, you know, when I'm contemplating the afterlife, the last thing I want to do is look like a minor niner, you know, for eternity. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that's. I guess that makes sense. You don't want to be a loser in heaven. Nope. You want to be kind of like a cool guy who's been there a while. Almost like the uh, the gigolo of Charlottetown kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I if I had to choose a BNL lyric to put in my tombstone, you know what? I'd probably go with. Uh, you know, I'm not a big BNL fan. It's not exactly hard rock. <clears throat> but does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'd probably say uh, the girl works at the store, Sweet Jane St. Clair, from their song Jane. Could you sing that? Which is a... Mm? Could you just sing that so I can place yeah, it? Yeah, it is a good... S- oh. The girl works at the store, <laughs> Sweet Jane St. Clair. <laughs> Thank you. It's a good song. Yeah. And uh, people who aren't from, from Toronto, I mean, this is what a huge bragging point. I'm sure our... American listeners are going to really be, be, be wowed by this. But They're going to slam their phones Jane on the Saint, ground. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this makes Toronto very cool. Yeah. J- the, Jane, the woman Jane St. Clair, that's actually a reference to two streets in Toronto, Jane Street and St. Clair Avenue. Yeah. And uh, the reason I'd have that on my tombstone is because um, I actually had a threesome on the corner of Jane and St. Clair uh, <laughs> last August. So... Kind of a cool memory for me, and, you know, wow. the Bare Naked Lady song always makes me think of that, so may as well put it on the old tombstone. 
Hey, can I just? Add, I don't mean to pull a thread here, but you just um, like right there on the street corner in broad daylight. You did this. Yeah, section. August too. So it was very humid. If you haven't Ugh. been to Toronto in the summer, oh god, August is very humid. You ever heard the term swamp yeah. nuts? <laughs> I have heard that. Did you yeah. have that? Oh, don't even answer. Please don't answer. You know what? It's sometimes it's best not to answer. Wow. That's disgusting that you yeah. had a threesome yeah. on a street corner. What a day. Well, that that almost that ruins yeah, the song. We just for had me. pizza too, so it was Oh. Oh, come on. It's a that's that, that's maybe the, my favorite song by them. Jane. Jane is tired cuz every guy becomes a lovesick jerk. Um mm-hmm. I think that mm. yeah, maybe in this in the in your threesome situation, that's what you were, a lovesick jerk. Well, I, I guess you could put it that way. You know, I guess I was kind well, I just, of in love with them for did. 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, As for the well, rest that, of the question. Yeah. Um, so you knew Ruth a bit. Uh, may God rest her yeah, soul. Oh, yeah. Mm. She was my ex, my uh, fiance. She was my other half. She's no longer with us. She passed away from a uh, VR skydiving accident. She was much older than me. And not a day goes by, hell, not a moment goes by that I don't think about her. But um, would she have respected the government's social distancing uh, advice regarding Mr. COVID? Um, I got to say, if you knew Ruth, you know that she was stubborn as a mule. And, you know, in her younger years, she was also actually... She kicked like a mule, too. <laughs> well, that's for... I mean, not mm, to be rude, but she kicked me a couple times. She did. I mean, I, my legs were always full of bruises back in... Back when we were together. But um, in Ruth's younger years, she was a full-blown anarchist. And she was actually a friend of uh, Emma Goldman, the famous uh, agitator. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, she was the kind of person that, you know, when the government told her what to do, you know, out came the middle fingers and the FUs and the, you know, kiss my butt. And, um, you know, I got to think that if, if she had been around when they were telling us to social distance... She wouldn't have obeyed, and you know, and it, ironically, this would have led to her premature death because she probably would have contracted the virus by not believing it was real. Mm. Yeah, you know, in a way, that must make you feel better because you now you know that hey, even if Ruth hadn't have died in that VR skydiving accident, she probably would have died now. Yeah, she probably would have died now. Um, which doesn't you might have had a couple more years with her, but yeah, but you yeah. know it it actually doesn't console me to think about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, she you was know? like kind of uh yeah. yeah, she was she she had kind of a, a a real grip on you that was really unhealthy Vice-like. and probably damaging to you, so yes. I can understand why Vice-like. yeah yeah, yeah. well, thank you, Father. she was Darren. a piece of work was- I think that's what that's the way to put it. Ruth was a piece of work she was uh yeah, they broke the mold. Uh, after they made her, um, and so we'll never see another one like her, I think. Yeah, they took the mold and they go, oh my god, this mold, it's, uh, (laughs) it's completely broken, you know? (laughs) You think of it that way, it's pretty funny. That was a wonderful question to end on, and thank you, uh, Darren, Father Darren, for sending us that. Um, and thank you to everyone who sent us a question. May I say that? Absolutely. I think <clears throat> I think this was really fun. And you know what? Um, I'm going to throw out there to anyone listening. If you ever have a question or a comment you want to send in to us, 
I think we're open to it anytime. So uh, send us a tweet at LT Podmas and let us know you want to send something in. Yeah. And then we'll tell you where to where to send that audio file. We'll tell you where we'll to stick it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but in a nice way. In a nice way. Yeah. Well, uh, I can I can feel the 150 episodes, uh, you know, in my heart. I can feel them in my hmm. soul. And James, I got to say, uh, it's been a real honor and pleasure to have done all these episodes with you as my pod partner. Hello. I mean, yeah, I'm really surprised. It's oh, sorry, my uh, we're doing this over Skype in the other rooms, and you cut out a bit there. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't expect it to go this long, and I have no idea how much longer it'll go. But I've got I don't know. The feeling... Maybe COVID will get us both, and well, and, uh, and that'll joking. be that. I don't know. I have a feeling, James, that we are at 150, but we're just getting started. Oh God! All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll talk to you next week, Mike. Enjoy yes. the bathroom. Uh, thank you. And, uh, I, I'm stuck on the toilet. So, um, if, um, I, I'm not going anywhere, I guess is what I'm saying. You sure aren't. Okay. Have a nice week, James. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hi, I'm Melanie Dowling. And I'm Rachel Manson. We're two comics and self-professed witchcraft nerds, but don't worry, it's not like we're witches or anything. That we know of as of yet. Yes, we're thinking about it, we're dabbling. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe thinking about calling ourselves witches. (laughs) Um, So tune in to Tarts and Craft, we're going to be asking such questions as, oh, why a broomstick? And what's the deal with the moon? There's stuff going on with the moon, guys. Something's happening with the moon so we're going to be asking some real life experts we're going to be doing some cool interviews and a lot of the episodes will just feature melanie and i going through our wikipedia research trying to figure out what is the truth Mm -hmm. so this is a great podcast join us if you're an occult dabbler a curious mortal or if you've been following witch stuff on instagram and you'll like it but you're not quite sure why yeah listen in wherever you get your podcasts or on the sonar network and crafts